Have you heard of the PPO? Listen, weekdays at 9 a.m. as Bob France exposes the party of perpetual outrage. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. On our giveaways during this broadcast are the responsibilities of the host and or producers of the program conducting the contest. All programs are subject to contestant giveaway rules and responsibilities mandated both by the FCC and by AM 1420 The Answer. Welcome to the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. I'm Jerry Quinn. Delighted to be with you. Our program is brought to you by Terry Coyne of Newmark Knight Frank, Chambers Funeral Homes, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant in Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, DJ McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barbershop on East 185th Street in Cleveland, and the Western Reserve Group Insurance. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420. Stay tuned now. It's our Christmas show, so you'll want to be with us until 12 o'clock. And then after that, of course, Tom Kelly will be joining us. Look at here. Uh, this looks pretty good. I know. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, all male. Merry Christmas. All, all male uh, hosts this morning. There's four of us. <laughs> no women. No females. No. At least not yet. Not yet. No. Oh, the one. There's one coming. Your daughter, and she's going to whip us all into line. Well, I uh, left my cell phone at home. Hopefully, she remembers how to get here. Oh, and mm. I'm sure she will. Uh, just in case. Um, Aaron, if you're listening the, uh, and you want to put it into your GPS, it's 4, number 4, Summit Park Drive, Independence, Ohio. 4. And We're going to have Summit, an all lot of people Summit showing Park. up here now. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, the big news over the weekend, at least for me anyway, was that Mayo fell once again to Dublin in the All-Ireland Final, which took place yesterday, to an empty park. It actually holds 100,000 people, and it was just about empty. 
I don't think they had the Probably Artane was a good thing, too. They didn't have the Artane Boys Band there even. I don't think mm -hmm. so. Yes, it was, um, well, I don't know, good or bad. They lost anyway. They last lost by two goals, which is six points. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, they, were, uh, they were all tied up at nine points each. But... Um, well, the curse has held. Huh? Well, the curse is the curse is still there. But I got an idea. What are you going to do? My, You're going to coach. No, no. This has been the sixth time yes. that Dublin has won. Mm -hmm. Now, who in American football is like Pittsburgh? Used to be like that years mm -hmm. ago, weren't they? When they had Terry Branshaw was the quarterback, they were winning every year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then who Who won the New most? New England Patriots uh, won several years ago. Oh, now. yeah, that's right. That's right. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Anyway, um, I think what we should do with Dublin. Dublin is so big now, they attract all the athletes from every part of the country. They're leaving all the smaller counties like Mayo, Kerry, Leitrim, all those smaller counties, and everybody's going to Dublin. So there's a million and a half people living in Dublin now. Yeah, but the, the suburbs are outside uh, the county, too. There's some of them. Well, yeah, but Dublin, the yeah. county Dublin, the county. So I think what should be done is draw a line right down the middle of the city all the way over to the west end of the county. should be North Dublin and South Dublin. For football only, for sports uh -huh. only. Just, the make, the, the just like power. we... Because what's happening here is the same thing is happening with the electoral college here in, in the politics in mm. America. If everybody, if they get rid of that, we're going to have New York and California that picking the president That's for right. the whole country. Popular so the vote. same thing is happening with the sports in Dublin. So they need to divide that county, north and south. I don't know if the Dublin. How about east and west? No, no. In north and south, you have to do it. So now I have solved the problem for the GAA. If Tom Joyce is listening in Galway, Tom, <laughs> pass it along to the powers I that be. I was going to say, who, who can we t talk <laughs> Tom, to about Tom, this? Uh, Tom's the man <laughs> in Ireland. And I, uh, I'm, uh, I spoke with Martin Lee in England yeah, yesterday. We just uh, emailed back and forth. And we're going to talk today They're about... They're closing down again, we're too. We're going to talk to, about Brexit, though, next week. I hope I hope I can get Martin on to talk about the Brexit, because really it, it isn't getting much mm. publicity here in this country at all. No. Uh, he did tell me that where he lives in England, in the south of England, it is just shut down completely. Well, they just shut it down again. I asked my Everything. sister if she was going to go out to do some shopping today, and she says, no, I'm afraid I'll get arrested. And I read where serious. in England, yeah. COVID-19 has mutated. Yeah. The virus yeah, has but mutated. They, don't they don't think it's going to be a major problem. But who knows with that stuff, right? God only knows. Yes. All right. Now, what else I wanted to mention was uh, that we're going to, maybe we're going to hear from Deirdre Riley this morning. Mike, Mike Lannon is here. And I want to say good yeah. morning to Mike. Mike, jump up Hello, to that Michael. microphone there. You haven't been in for a good long morning, time. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. It's wonderful to be back. It's been a long Mike, time. Mike, we haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> and every time your name comes up, and I mentioned it to my kids, they always say, is that the man that has the Christmas village, the greatest Christmas village I have ever seen. And I was, how many rooms does that take up in your house? It actually takes up three. Three rooms. Three rooms yeah. And you got a railroad track that goes all through it. I do. You got mountains. I do. You got cornfields. And it's all based on Ireland as well. So it's all of the houses look like Ireland. It's one of the most spectacular yeah. things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of them, you know, professionally done. 
But, Michael, you got a, a real winner there. It's a shame that it can't be shown. Well, thanks, Jerry. One of these days I'll video it, and maybe we'll uh, put it on Facebook. Who knows? But anyway, you are good friends with uh, Deirdre Riley. In fact, you did a lot of promotion for Deirdre through the I years. I did, and I and have, course, still do. And, oh, and you're still doing great, yeah. man. She's got a lovely CD here, a Christmas CD. We're going to get that on before the end of the program for sure. So, Deirdre, if you happen to be listening, you can always call in here. Um, anytime during the program, we'll put you on the air, unless we're in the middle of a song, of course, or in the middle of a, a deep intellectual conversation <laughs> like Mike and I are having right now. You're <laughs> we can't interrupt that, you know. So, uh, anyway, make sure uh, our number, 216 901 Four five. That's two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Or you can email us here at the station at uh, quinirishradio at yahoo.com. I love this uh, CD, and I like especially this um, number twelve on here. Is the magic of Christmas Day? I'm looking forward to hearing it's that. It's a great song, Jerry, and it she is. does a fabulous job. If I do say so myself. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's she's a wonderful performer. Performer. You know, the first time I met Deirdre, she was here. I think at the East Side Club, she was 17 years old, and she was with Patty Noonan and Andy Cooney. I remember it as well, Jerry. She was 17. <laughs> and we're not, but that's that's only what two years ago. <laughs> good Lord, it's, that it's much. a good many yeah. years ago. It's a good many years ago. So. Uh, Anyway, Eddie, <coughs> you're shaping up to, there to say something. I was. Then. I've got uh, that that song that when you when you finally played Dirt, that Dear to Riley song. We're going to dedicate it to Mary McGrath. Oh, really? Mom, yes. Mary, Mary loves yeah, her. Yeah, she's oh, she's on her way over to her the grandkids to bake cookies. So uh, when she gets there, so about another half hour, we're we're going to make sure that uh, we dedicate it to Mary. Very nice. Very nice. She was the chief cook and bottle washer there at Ryan's Pub for years. Oh, that's right. I remember that well. Okay. All right. So let's get on with the program. Our number two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Our email is quinirishradio at yahoo.com. Aaron Sullivan will be in shortly. Colleen is not coming in today, so Aaron is here. And she's going to be manning the computer and anything else that has to be done around here. Anything we need to get bossed around on, she'll do it. Anyway, here we go. We can feel his presence when our loved ones gather near. We can see the wise men in the gifts of these held dear. We can hear the angels in the carols children sing and the glad and joyful tidings of the church bells as they ring. In the glow of every candle, there's a star of golden light, bringing hope and joy and guidance like that star of Christmas night. The miracle of Christmas, we can always make it stay if we only let it happen in our world of every day. One side of the potato pitch was quite
Christmas Eve, 1818, Father Joseph Moore sat down to prepare a sermon for next day's Mass. He had only recently been appointed priest to the Austrian town of Oberndorf, and this would be his first Christmas sermon in his new parish. But the eloquent words he was seeking refused to come to him, and all he could do was stare at the blank paper before him. It was one of those frustrating occasions. He got up from his chair and stood gazing out the window into the gathering shadows. It was now six o'clock and the streets were very quiet. It had been snowing heavily all day. The fir trees in the churchyard stood out like gigantic Christmas trees against the dimness of the sky. He sat down at his desk again and picked up his pen. It was just as he did so, there was a knocking on the outer door. It was so insistent that he ran out to answer it. The man who stood on the doorstep had a staff in one hand and a lantern in the other. It was obvious that he had come a considerable distance. He was Carl Klein, who lived in one of the villages on the other side of the mountain. He explained that his wife had given birth to a baby boy earlier in the day, but that the child was sickly and they feared he might not live. He wanted Father Moore to come and baptize the baby. Soon the two of them were on their way. When they arrived at their destination, Anna Klein was holding her newborn child in her arms. When he had baptized the baby, Father Moore got ready to leave. Carl offered to accompany him back to the presbytery, but the priest declined the offer. As he crossed the snow-clad mountain, Father Moore was thinking of another such night and of another mother and another child. The Bethlehem scene seemed so very real to him then. He was tired when he got back to the presbytery, but he immediately sat down at his desk and began to write. This time, he knew exactly what he wanted to say, and the words came to him without effort. But what he wrote was not a sermon, but a hymn.
That was, of course, the story of Silent Night here on the Irish Show on WHK AM fourteen twenty. Is um, where's our great engineer, JC? Oh yeah. Well, we'll. Uh, well, uh, while we're waiting for him, because dear, 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 just standing by. Let's do this first. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Thank you, John O'Neill. When you think of healthcare, I want you to think of O'Neill Healthcare. Also, if you're thinking of buying, selling, or leasing commercial real estate, there should be one name foremost in your thoughts, and that is Terry Coyne. It's a big deal to go out and expand your business, contract your business, relocate, even renew with your existing landlord. We wake up every day and help people find new office space, new industrial space, retail, land, investment sales. In a sense, I manage people's money. It just happens to be hard assets in our business. Information is everything. You need someone who's got deep experience, knows the market, has a good team, has a track record. We're booming. It's never been better. For more information, go to terrycoin.com. Standing by, we have Deirdre Riley, uh, my old friend, going back a number of years. I met her when she was 17 years old, but here she is. Good morning, Deirdre. Well, good morning, my friend, Jerry Quinn. How are you? Good, great. Great to hear that friendly voice on a Sunday morning right before Christmas. What more can I ask for in this world? Well, a male win would have been good. <laughs> You can say that again. Well, you have, uh, of course, you have divided loyalties between um, Cork and Mayo, don't you? I do indeed. And I tell you, I, 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 I listened to uh, the local station in Mayo, uh, Mid Midwest, yesterday, and I was on the edge of my seat. And Ferris Mayo, I thought, gave, gave it a great shot. They were, they were right there, even though Dublin scored within the first 14 seconds. Mayo seemed to have a great comeback, and then, unfortunately, they just uh, they couldn't take it home. But anyway, look forward to next year. Never give up hope. Now, I don't want you guys blaming my cousin David Clark for letting those two goals in. <laughs> hey, we got to blame someone, Jerry. Come on. That's right. Well, David has been a wonderful goalie. He's been playing for the team for years, and uh, Dublin is very, very powerful. Oh, well, in fairness, you know, you can't take it away from him. That's his... Well, let me, sure. let me talk to you about uh, your career. I've, I've been looking. I just glanced through the CD that Michael gave me, Michael Lanning gave me, and I see, see you recorded this in Texas. 
Uh, Nashville Pen- and Texas. Uh, all in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, but, but the studio. Oh, I see. Yes. On. Yeah, about- and you know something? I'll tell you, um, Jerry. You know, I was talking to Michael, and uh, he was so kind and so, as he always is. Uh, I said, "Could you do me a favor? I'm going to put uh, a couple of CDs in your package for for Jerry Quinn. Would you make sure that he gets them?" Of course. And he said, "Absolutely, no problem." And now to think that he's actually sitting there in the studio with you is just, oh, like the old days. You know, remember I used to come out to Cleveland to you guys, and we. After a gig on a Saturday night, I'd, <laughs> I'd make my way <laughs> yes, into the studio. To yes, see indeed. You. <laughs> you were always welcome. Deirdre, uh, you know, I admire you a lot because you have done what you've done without a lot of people to get into music part-time, but you have always made a career out of it, I think since you were 17 years old when you started with Patty Noonan. Oh, yes, indeed. That was only a couple of weeks ago. I know. But, um... <laughs> I didn't say how long if you remember notice uh, I didn't say it. I I hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I tell you I've been very blessed. Uh, Patty Noon was a great great uh influence in my career, you know, and he started a lot of people, you know, in the Irish music business and whenever I met him in 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 Long Island, I was just in town for uh Thanksgiving and my stepfather's family lived on Long Island, and they stopped into a place, uh, it was an AOH club, and they said, oh, Deirdre, you have to get up and sing a song. And I got up and sang with Patty Noonan and, and Andy Cooney, and I remember Patty kind of like, you know, he was he was watching the re- reaction of the audience sure. and the, and the inter- interaction. And after that, as they say, the rest is history. We were in his office uh, that Monday after Thanksgiving, and uh, he offered me my first a recording contract, and then I went on the road with him, and uh, and the band and, and the shows that he brought out. Oh my God, he used to have Tony Kenny, he'd have Sonny Knowles, he had Novi Ginnity. I mean, the the cream of the crop of Irish entertainers. And to think I was amongst that great that that, that quality of greatness is just unbelievable. When I look back and think to myself, how lucky I was to be a part of such a a wonderful uh, history of of, of 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 great great entertainers and and I thank him. I know he passed away last year, That's but right. I'll tell you something. His 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 you know, legacy will live on, and and through <clears throat> the music for sure. You know? you know, I have I have the first CD that you made. How old are we when you made that? It still sounds great. Uh, I think you're talking about the Patriot Game. Yes, album I am. For Regal. And if you notice, my hair takes up most of the picture. It was back in the 80s there. <laughs> but I, 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 I believe I met Patty. I was, I was 17, as you mentioned. I recorded my first record, which, believe it or not, the first actual recording I did with Patty was, you know, he used to do the Irish Party record. Patty Noonan's Irish Party record. He had like two or three of them. Well, I missed out on that one because he was doing a Scottish party. So John Scott Trotter and Patty Noonan were in the midst of doing the Scottish party album, and I came along, and they had me singing like a, a couple of great Old Flower of Scotland and, and different songs. And so yeah. that was my first recording experience ever. Then, shortly after that, after I did a tour with him in California, in, in that the following January, came back to New York and 
then we we, we did the um the Patriot Game album that you're talking about. And Patty was very nice to me all throughout my career. He said to me, Deirdre, yeah. I know you love country music, he said, and he said, I wouldn't be a great fan now, he said, of mm-hmm. country music. He yes. said, but I want you to do me a favor. Let's make this album an Irish record. I said, fine. I said, but can we do one or two country songs? He said, ah, sure, okay. And I said, okay, I, I need to do a Patsy Cline song. Well, he said, I love Patsy Cline. I said, you just told me you didn't like country music. He said, but I love Patsy Cline. So I did I Fall to Pieces. And we kept that in the show for many, many years. And he used to introduce me on stage and say, hey, tell the story just like I told you. And say, well, whenever I hear her singing a Patsy Cline song, you can't deny it. She, it comes right from her heart. And it's true. Right from my heart it comes because Irish music and country music, I feel, are so closely related that the roots of country music are Irish. Would you not agree with me, Jerry? I certainly would. <laughs> uh, I I, um, I listen a lot to Willie's Roadhouse. Did you ever hear of that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I know exactly Willie what you're Nelson. talking about. Yeah, yeah, but now let's jump forward to now. you got these two new CDs, the Christmas one. Uh, but you also have one, one I, Mike just gave it to me. It's called My Kind of Country, D. Riley. And you got yep. some really some nice stuff on here, if you like. Oh, by the way, I had a um, I had an email from my friend Tom Joyce in Galway this past week. And I never knew that Charlie Pride was so popular in Ireland. But Tom told me he was huge. He died, uh, he died this past week. Yeah, Ireland adopted Charlie Pride very early on in, in the years, and and one of my managers, um, Tony Lockman, he's no longer with us as well. Uh, you know, he's passed maybe six years, but he used to bring over all the um, American acts to Ireland, and Charlie Pride being one of them. I remember Tony telling me that for some reason the Irish people just, oh my God, they could not get enough of him. They loved his charm, they loved his music, they loved his voice, obviously, but. Charlie became an adopted son of country music in Ireland. And, and I was over in Ireland uh, with Tony, I want to say, I can't think of the year now, but it had to be at least six years ago. And I opened the show for Charlie Pride in, in Monaghan, in, in, in Castle Blaney. And the crowd went bananas, crazy. I couldn't get over this electricity that was filling the room before he even took to the stage. You know, it was just brilliant to be a part of something like that and and i'm so sad you know that he that he passed away and he just performed on the country music uh, association show and got um a big big award lifetime achievement award about three weeks before he passed away and mm-hmm. and it was just mm-hmm. a shock to me to, to find out that he actually you know passed away to uh complications of covid um you know, we have to be careful, all of us, we really do during this really, really horrible time we're, we're living through. But there you go, a prime example right there. He, he was just a class act mm-hmm. all the way. Tell me about this new song. On the, uh, we, you have the regular standards on, on this Christmas album, Silver Bells, White Christmas. But you have one that I want to play. It's called The Magic of Christmas Day. What about that? Okay, well, I was telling Michael last night, he asked me, uh, we were chatting, you know, I didn't know what to call the album, I was going back and forth, and I, I narrowed it down to, that That to me was a great 
title because it captured my my sentiments and my feeling for what I have in my heart for Christmas. So the magic of Christmas Day. And then Celine Dion, one of the great singers from Canada, a worldwide awesome icon she is. I heard her version of it and I said, oh my God, I'm taking on a serious job here to try to, to do this song. But when I was working with Andy Cooney a couple of Christmases ago, a couple of Christmas tours ago, Andy and ended his show with a couple of uh, choruses of this this particular song, and that's what you know got my ear and got my attention. And then I looked up and then I saw Celine Dion's version, and it's quite a big song because of the the range of the bottom note to the very top note and mm-hmm. everything in between. And then I said, well. We're just going to go for it. And okay. I am pretty proud of the way it turned out. It's, you know, I, I, I had Mitch Riley on saxophone. Uh, Mitch Riley is a great, great uh Well, I know who he is, yeah. Player. yeah. And he, he but played a... Gene, listen, how, would, how, do people, um, how do people get get this CD? I see you ha- you do have a, uh, a website, but can people buy it directly on the web- website? Well, I was so excited to get this album out. I, I haven't had a chance to get it onto the website. I wasn't even sure I was going to have it out before Christmas, but I do now. The best way to do it is to do this. The letter D, like David, D, my last name, Riley. So D, Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y, 3183 at com. You just send me a little message. And I'll make sure you get the record, and I'll make sure you get it before Christmas. You do it right now. Right, great. <laughs> well, I'm going to play that right now. I won't be able to get okay, back cool. to afterwards. But, Dee, it's great talking to you. And uh, you're always welcome to call into the station anytime you want. We'd always love to, love to have well, you. Thank you, Jerry, and thank you for everything over the years that you all have done for me. Cleveland is my home away from home. And when all of this clears up, I'm going to get back out to see you. And Very Merry good. Christmas to you and Nellie and the whole family. All right? God thank, bless. Thank you. Here she is, Deirdre Riley, new Christmas song called The Magic of Christmas. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. It's the season to be jolly and be thankful for all that we have all the lights and decorations put up in anticipation of the joyful celebration that's on its way 
There she is, the great Deirdre Riley on the Irish show on WHK. She, that's from her new album entitled D. Riley, The Magic of Christmas. And the name of that song, it's a new one called The Magic Magic of Christmas, title track from the album 1038 here on the Irish show WHK. Here's Ed Fitzpatrick. And that was especially for Mary McGrath and the two uh, twins, grandchildren, and we'll throw in Jimmy too, but be nice to your mom, okay? And now this is a special dedication uh, to Patricia Kilbane, uh, who recently passed away. And this is, we don't have Snowy Breasted Pearls by Johnny McAvoy, but uh, we're going to get, uh, John, we're going to get on uh, something appropriate for your, your mom and the family. And this is going out to Patricia. All right, I'm going to go over here to Aaron Sullivan Lally. You notice how I brought the Sullivan in there? Yes, yes indeed, especially seeing the big bosses sitting close by. <laughs> we better not leave, leave the Sullivan name out of it. Yes. Aaron, welcome back to the program. Great to have you with us. Delighted I know this is probably a hectic time of year for you. I know we had six of them. You have five. Yes. 
five <laughs> children and six How many years, boys? How many girls? Three boys, two girls. In how many years? Six years. Five children in six years. You did this go to yeah. better better than Nellie and I. We had six and eight years. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you did pretty good too there, Jerry. I, I know, but I remember the bedlam, and I miss it. The bedlam around the house on Christmas morning. The yeah. toys. Now, your your youngest is how old? Thirteen. Thirteen. So it's it's kind of calm. Totally but do you remember when they were all together? Yes. Wasn't wasn't that crazy? Ripping, going crazy. Oh, oh yeah, the house is a mess. Yes. Yes. Always. You know, so Aaron, the day is going to come when you're going to look back and you're going to say, God, I wish I had those days yeah. back. I wish I could see my young ones again when they were like five, six, seven, eight yes. years old, and the rumpus of the tearing and. Breaking windows and all the things <laughs> that went with youngsters. Yes, the great joy. Oh, yes, it was. So I've got a couple of emails here. Fire away. Okay, Michael King is home from Knoxville listening with his parents, and he's hoping to hear Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas. He certainly will. It's, com it's not coming up right this minute. It's later in the program, but definitely. Yes. Listen for the Christmas <coughs> countdown, Michael and family. And then also, John and Sheila Duffy sent a message that they listened to Deirdre's beautiful album on the bus during Jerry's tour of Ireland in 1999, which we were also there in 1999 on our honeymoon. Who was that from? John and Sheila Duffy. Oh, my goodness, yes. So they said, uh, sang a song for Ireland, Softly, Softly, and all the other great songs. It was a golden time. Oh, indeed it was. Yes. 1999, that's 20 years ago. 21? 21 years ago coming up. Oh, oh, yes. oh, I'm hardly that. I was only 21 when that happened. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is that it? That's it. Well, great to have you with us on the program. Stick around now. You're, you're uh, doing the computer for me this morning. And uh, here's the boss himself. Hey, Jerry, I was just uh, with Deirdre being uh, calling in live. I hope she's still listening. Would you do a... Uh, a song for me, dedicate to her. Yes. That would be a fast domino. Yes, it's me and I'm in love again. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Your daughter, As to you, Deirdre. Your daughter is listening. She Sit, is, she's Sit down, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, a very special request, and it came from, uh, from Paul McHugh. This is in memory of Marie McHugh. She passed away this past year, sadly. But it's from her husband, Paul, Colleen. Daughter Colleen, son Alan, Brady, and Anne. And uh, it's called, it's called on singing an old Christmas card. There she is. We came back to There's an old In an old dusty trunk And it brings back sweet memories dear to me Though it's faded and worn It's as precious as the morn When I found it neath our fur
You know, I don't know why I get a feeling sentimental about this time every year. But every time I see a Christmas card, I somehow can't help reminiscing about the very first Christmas that you and I spent together. What a beautiful Christmas card you gave me that year. Why, I know you must have looked through thousands of cards to find that wonderful poem that still brings a tear to my eye. I thrill with every word, every line. Yes, I'm always sentimental round this time. Pardon me. It's the memory of an old Christmas card. It's the memory of an old Christmas card. Oh, there he is. Great Carl Dunn. By the way, if you get a chance, pick up a copy of his book called Athen Ride. It's really, it's really a great, great read. J.C. Sullivan did a review of it, and it's going to be in the, the review is going to be in the Cork Examiner, I think, coming up this this if you're listening over in Cork. But in the meantime, here's a song I get a request for every year, and if I don't play it, uh, they said this person says I set fire to your house, Quinn. So here's his Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. The cake will be in the house. As I looked out my window last evening, the postman he brought up to me a little gilt-edged invitation saying, Kenny, come over to tea. Sure, I knew that the Fogarty sent it, so I went just for old friendship's sake. And the first thing they gave me to tackle was a slice of Miss Fogarty's cake. There were plums and prunes and cherries. There were lemons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries. And the crust, it was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance. Should would build up a fine stomach ache. It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Mulligan wanted to taste it, but really there wasn't no use. They worked at it over an hour, but they couldn't get none of it loose. Till Kelly came in with a hatchet, and Murphy came in with a saw. That cake was enough, I can tell you, to paralyze any man's jaw. There were plums and prunes and cherries. There were lemons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries, and the crust it was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance, which would build up a fine stomach ache. It would kill a man twice at the rate a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake 
Miss Fogarty, proud as a peacock, kept smiling and blinking away till she fell over Hannigan's brogans and she spilled the homebrew in her tay. Oh, Kenny, she cried, you're not eating. Try a little bit more for my sake. No thanks, Miss Fogarty, says I, but I'd like the receipt of that cake. There were plums and prunes and cherries. There were lemons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries. And the crust, it was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance. Chut would build up a fine stomach cake. It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Maloney was took with the colic. McNulty complained of his head. McFadden lay down on the sofa and he swore that he wished he was dead. Miss Bailey fell down in hysterics and there she did wriggle and shake. While every man swore he was poisoned from eating Miss Fogarty's cake. There were plums and prunes and cherries. There were lemons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries. And the crust it was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance. Should we build up a fine stomach cake? It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. That was the great Tony Kenny here on the Irish Show on WHK. You heard Deirdre Riley talking about him later or earlier on. But we used to go to see, on my tours of Ireland years ago, we used to go see Tony at Jury's Irish Cabaret. And he was there with uh, Hatter Roach and some a uh, lot of performers. I got a song coming up uh, called Without You on Christmas Day. Uh, I think it's a, a beautiful, sentimental song. And it's about the family reminiscing about what it was like when Dad was alive on Christmas Day and how they ever got by, how they're ever going to get by without him. It's worth listening to. If you have any sentiment to you at all, you'll really like this song. It's called Without You on Christmas Day. The man that sings it, he's Greek, and I have a tough time almost pronouncing his name, George Papagiris. I think it might be close to what, what his name is. He's not listening anyway. So he, doesn't, <laughs> so he doesn't mind, I'm sure. Main thing is we pay, play his song. It's a beautiful song, and I've been playing it now for the past five years. Get a lot of requests for this. But you need to listen to the words. Do you hear this, JC and Eddie? Yes. <laughs> Here it is. Christmas Eve we used to gather It was the perfect way to start the holidays We'd have a snack and then we all would follow father And to the local just like children we would race And when we got back somewhat worse for wear and reading We'd laugh to see the driveway being so full of cars might have been the beer, but I remember feeling That there could not be a happier family than ours Because you were the one that kept us all together Though how you worked your magic none of us could say Your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do now? 
sit around the kitchen table in the evening you'd get the trifle ready and would peel the sprouts sometimes would sing and father's voice would raise the ceiling and windows shook with all our laughter and our shouts a glass of sherry and a mince pie and a carrot for father christmas you would put there on the shelf and you'd pretend you only did it for the children but we all knew that it was really for ourselves because you were the one that kept us all together so how you worked your magic none of us could say your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? First thing next morning, we would panic in the kitchen until we got the turkey safely on the go And as we wished each other once more Merry Christmas With love and pride both Father's eyes and yours would glow And when at last we'd sit around the Christmas table We'd pull the crackers and we'd wear the silly hats and we would praise you for the turkey and for the pudding But took for granted all the love you laid for us Because you were the one that kept us all together Though how you worked your magic none of us could say Your blazing part would drive away the coldest weather What will we do Without you on Christmas Day Come Boxing Day We'd all disperse into our own worlds And thank you both for one more perfect holiday And we would hush the children Who were asking questions but why Granny cried as we all drove away And now we know that it's our turn to take the mantle But we're not sure where to begin and what to do The truth is that the gap you left no one can handle And none of us can ever be another you because you were the one that kept us all together How you worked your magic none of us could say Your blazing fire would drive away the coldest weather What will we do now without you on Christmas Day? What will we do now without you on Christmas Day?
There he is, George, from, uh, I think he lives in London, England. And I want to um, I want to dedicate that also to my sister Maura, all the way over in the south of England, who is locked down. Can't hardly go out of the house. She's afraid she's going to get arrested. That's yeah. nice. Turn on my mic. <laughs> yeah, I, Maura, this is also for us. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Christmas. Uh, Bridie Talty called in and wanted to wish everybody here uh, happy Christmas. And a happy Christmas, especially to Bridgie Conway and her favorite first cousin, Mary. Okay. And uh, Sean Lackey of Gandalf's wishes everybody a Merry Christmas also. Here they are. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will catch the spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's right, folks. There's no better place to go buy a new or used car than Joyce Buick GMC. So uh, stop in there now. They'd love to love to see you, especially around Christmas time. What else, what else can you do for that special person than buy them a new Buick or a new truck? How about a nice new pickup truck? You'll love it. So stop at Joyce Buick GMC. They're located at 38039 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon. Special discounts now for the new year, great leases. And, of course, the Joyce family are right there on the premises. That's Kevin and Mike and Sean Joyce. It's 10.59 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. We're coming up to the uh, top of the hour any second right now, and then we will be back with you in the second hour of the program. And there, uh, that's what I get for trying to time it. Exactly to the second, almost. See, see if I had Eddie here now, he'd be talking away. <laughs> He's waving from the other room. This is AM 1420, The Answer, WHK, W273DG, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group.
WHK, Cleveland. Well, we can't be perfect all the time. We missed the cue there, but that's all right. Um, what have I got coming up next? Uh, oh, no, I better do, uh, I better do this. Um, and this is called the Christmas Hooli. Somebody wanted to hear this. Declan Nerney, here he is. Some people do believe But a strange thing happened in our house Last year on Christmas Eve In the middle of our party A loud knock came to the door Come on ahead, you We all said there's room for plenty more The latch in left the gently We stood there amazed because Before our eyes, to our surprise Stood the mighty Santa Claus Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Is what we and peace to every Irish home is my wish for Christmas Day. For on this night, all around the world, as a journey through the snow, bringing joy and gifts to the little folk at which our they'll never know. Beyond the candle in your window came the Kaylee and the song. So I'll stay a while in the Emerald Island, then I'll journey on. Push back the kitchen table, put the chairs against the wall. There he is, Declan Nerney. They call it, used to call him the king of the marquees. And the marquees were big, giant tents that built out in the country uh, to accommodate about 2,000 dancers, 1,500 to 2,000. It was just a giant floor with a roof over it and a maple floor 
that uh, they said the floor used to flex six inches from the end of the floor to the other with all the dancers on it. Uh, those were the dancing days in Ireland back in the uh, early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. But yeah, but th this guy was a latecomer, uh, Declan Ernie to the Marquis, but he's still doing it. Uh, he must be, well, not as old as you guys and are, <laughs> but maybe about the same age as myself. All right, Eddie. Um, yes, we got, got to let it, we got to let it be coming up next by Paul McCartney. Okay, Go very ahead. good. Uh, our good buddy Tommy called in, and we wanted to say hi to all, and also Merry Christmas to everyone here, and a Happy New Year. And he says, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for playing uh, uh, his song last week, oh. An Angel for Sarah. Yeah, I did play that. Yes, he, you uh, did. Yeah. And also he wants to wish a Merry Christmas to his sister Peggy. Well, my sister Maura, I often talk about her on this program because she's very near and dear to me. She, only, she was one of uh, the, uh, the five of us. And uh, tomorrow is my dad's anniversary of his death in 1981. Uh, he died on uh, the 21st of December, 1981. So she was on the phone bright and early to me this morning and asking me uh, to play this song. And it has not, nothing to do with our dad dying. But she said Paul McCartney wrote this song because his mother passed away when he was 14. And uh, that's what gave him the inspiration to write this song, Let It Be, by the Beatles, Paul McCartney. Here it is for you, Maura. In times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see.
night is cloudy There is still a light that shines on me Shine until tomorrow, let it be sound of music mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be yeah, let it be let it be let it be yeah let it be oh, there will be an answer let it be There it is, the famous, the famous Beatles here on the Irish Show on WHK, AM fourteen twenty nine minutes past eleven o'clock. Erin Sullivan Lally is in the studio with us this morning, and I've known her for a good many years. Eddie, before good. I get to talking to Erin, what did you have for me? Oh, we got a quick one here. Uh, there's uh, two young kids or girls that are Maeve and Quinn. They're listening to the program and they're very interested in it. And this is from gra- their grandma and papa. Hmm. Very nice. Yes. Smart kids, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Well, as I said, especially Aaron, the Quinn one, huh? That's right. Erin Sullivan Lally is in the studio with me. I've known her for a good many years. She lives in Strongsville. The most important thing about her life, though, is that she has five kids. <laughs> and a lovely husband. Don't forget him. Well, yeah, yeah. friend. Yeah, I sure. My God, he's a famous man in the fire department, right? Yeah. What is he, a captain, lieutenant? He's a lieutenant, and he is the president of Local 93, the Cleveland Fire Union. Okay. Now, listen, I know that you were state representative for a good many years. Have you any interest in going back in politics again? Oh, yes, I we do. We knew good people like you, yes. by the way. I, I remember you when you were in politics. And, Aaron, I'm not saying this to patronize you, but you had a really a good reputation Thank you. As, as a politician. You were very fair, honest. Well, I don't consider myself a politician. I consider myself a public servant. So even though I served in the State House for two terms, I was in the leadership as the minority whip. I was on the Finance Committee. Um, When Fran got in the Cleveland Fire Department, uh, they had a residency law. If you work for Cleveland, you have to live in Cleveland. And at the time, my district didn't include the city of Cleveland. So... Um, I did not run again after. Is that why you left it? That's why I left. And for the family. And then we had three more children. I had my first two while I was in office. Then we had three more. And, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for nine years. Best job I've ever had. A lot of women say that. Yes. I know my wife, Nellie, says that, too. Oh. I never in a million years regret that. But I've also had a public service career. So for the last nine years, I've been the assistant to Mayor Byrne in the city of Palma Heights. I think I had him as a guest here one time. Uh, you might have. Is he in Parma Heights? Yes. Yes, he's the guy that puts all the flags on the yes. poles. It's, I, I love driving through there. see all those flags lying yeah. in the street. He's an altogether great guy. If there were more people like him in politics, what a better world this would be. Good guy. So, uh, yeah, following in his footsteps, I definitely want to continue my public service career. And 
excited to announce that I'm going to run for Strongsville City Council at large. And next I'm hearing year, it, you're hearing it here for the very first time. For the very first time, I'm announcing That's great, Harry. I'm delighted. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to serve my community. I'll move over there so I can vote for you. Yes, <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be great. I, I'm moving to Georgia for a few weeks <laughs> Just too. Tell everybody you know that lives in Strongsville, Aaron Lally, yeah. hashtag yeah. Aaron Lally. There, there you go. Yes. Now you didn't drop the Sullivan completely out of your name, I notice. No, no, that's my official name, you know, on all my checks and everything, mm. you know, and my my uh, voter registration. Do you think the level of discourse has um, really gone downhill the last uh, 20 years in, in, in politics? A absolutely, especially at the federal level. Um, not at the local level, though. You know, this is, and that's the where government is closest to the people. That's right. But the discourse on social media oh. has escalated. I think it has destroyed it, our society. Yes, and unfortunately. But we all use it. And when, yes, and it serves its purposes, too. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, when you run for public office, you know, you're stepping out, you're kind of putting yourself out there, and, and people seem to think that if someone runs for public office that there's a target on their back and you're free to shoot at that target, mm -hmm. and that's just not how it should be. There's a know? few of them, though, that should be shot at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wish people would pay attention to the quality of the people yes, that they're elected. Yes, and they don't. A lot of the time people say, oh, yep. Yeah, he or she, they're crooked. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, what do you what do you hope to achieve from uh, running? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Um, I hope to bring all the skills and gifts that I have to local government, so we make good decisions in this city of Strongsville about how we spend our money, how we save our money, how we finance projects, um, how we invest in infrastructure and capital improvements. Um, how we keep and retain families and businesses and, um, you know, how we keep our taxes low and uh, all the things that make a strong community even stronger, Strongsville, um, that's what I'm up. You sound to me like you're, uh, you're for responsibility in government. Oh, amen, brother. Oh, great. Great hearing. Amen. Now, listen, um, that's the easy part of working here. Yeah. <laughs> on those two. Now we have to go to work. Okay, right. yes. So I send an email to Aaron's. Aaron uh, Sullivan Lally, if you'd like. Her yeah. email is quinnirishradio at yahoo.com. And Eddie has given me the yes, high sign. I just, got, I just got you a few votes, too. The Spicers are all moved oh, back. Oh, Father to, Pat yeah. is my man. And they're, and they're, gonna, they're all going to be voting for you. Oh, God love you, Spicers. <laughs> all right. We have coming up next. Uh, let me see. Somebody wanted to hear the Christmas countdown. Is that right, Yes, Aaron? that was Michael King. Michael King, what well, we just so happen to have it here. I was going to play the fairy tale of New York. That'll come up after that. Those of you, there's an awful lot of people like that fairy tale of New York. So uh, as I'm searching around here, yes, here it is. So we're going to play the Christmas Countdown, which is, those of you that haven't heard it before, it's the actual Irish version of the 12 Days of Christmas, a humorous version of it. So here it is. Here's Frank Kelly, the guy that used to be a school teacher and then became a comedian, and he recorded this, and he became world-renowned. Here it is. Day one. Dear Nola, thank you very much for your lovely present of a partridge in a pear tree. We're getting the hang of feeding the partridge now, although it was difficult at first to win its confidence. It bit the mother rather badly in the hand, but they're good friends now and we're keeping the pear tree indoors in a bucket. Thank you again. Yours affectionately, Gubnet O'Lunacy. Day two. Dear Nola, 
I cannot tell you how surprised we were to hear from you so soon again and to receive your lovely present of two turtle doves. You really are too kind. At first, the partridge was very jealous and suspicious of the doves, and they had a terrible row on the night the doves arrived. We had to send for the vet. But the birds are okay again, and the stitches is due to come out in a week or two. The vet's bill was £8, but the mother is over her annoyance now, and the doves and the partridge are watching the telly from the pear tree as I write. Yours ever, Gobnet. Day 3. Dear Nola, we must be foremost in your thoughts. I had only posted my letter when the three French hens arrived. There was another sort out between the hens and the doves who sided with the partridge, and the vet had to be sent for again. The mother was raging because the bill was £16 this time, but she has almost cooled down. However, the fact that the bird's droppings keep falling down on her hair while she's watching the telly doesn't help matters. Thanking you for your kindness, I remain your governor. Day 4. Dear Nola, you mustn't have received my last letter when you were sending us the four calling birds. There was pandemonium in the pear tree again last night, and the vet's bill was £32. The mother is on sedation as I write. I know you meant no harm, and remain your close friend, Gobnet. Day 5. Nola, your generosity knows no bounds. Five gold rings! When the parcel arrived, I was scared stiff that it might be more birds because the smell in the living room is atrocious. However, I don't want to seem ungrateful for the beautiful rings. Your affectionate friend, Gubnet. Day 6. Nola, what are you trying to do to us? It isn't that we don't appreciate your generosity, but the six geese have not alone nearly murdered the Colin birds, but they laid their eggs on top of the vet's head from the pear tree, and his bill was £68 in cash. My mother is munching 60 grains of Valium a day and talking to herself in a most alarming way. You must keep your feelings for me in check, Gobnet. Day 7. Nola, we are not amused by your little joke. Seven swans a-swimming is a most romantic idea, but not in the bath of a private house. We cannot use the bathroom now because they have gone completely savage and rush the door every time we try to enter. If things go on this way, the mother and I will smell as bad as the living room carpet. Please lay off. It is not fair, Gobnet. Day 8. Nola, who the hell do you think gave you the right to send eight hefty maids of milk in here to eat us out of house and home? Their cattle is all over the front lawn and has trampled the hell over the mother's rose beds. The swans invaded the living room in a sneak attack, and the ensuing battle between them and the calling birds, turtle doves, French hens and partridge made the battle of the Somme seem like Wanderley Wagon. The mother is on a bottle of whiskey a day as well as the 60 grains of Valium. I'm very annoyed with you, Gobnet. Day 9. Listen, you louser. There's enough pandemonium in this place night and day without nine drummers drumming, while the eight flaming maids of milking is beating me poor old alcoholic mother out of her own kitchen and gobbling everything in sight. I'm warning you, you're making an enemy of me, Gobnet. Day 10. Listen, manure face. I hope you will be haunted by the strains of the ten pipers piping which has sent to torment us last night. They were aided in their evil work by those maniac drummers, and it wasn't a pleasant sight to look out the window and see eight hefty maids of milking pogoing round with the ensuing punk rock uproar. My mother has just finished her third bottle of whiskey on top of 124 grains of Valium. You'll get yours. Governor all lunacy. Day 11. You have scandalised my mother, you dirty Jezebel. It was bad enough to have eight maids of milk and dancing to punk music on the front lawn, but they've now been joined by your friends, the eleven lords a-leapin', 
and the antics of the whole lot of them would leave the most decadent days of the Roman Empire looking like outlook. I'll get you yet, ya old bag. Day 12. Listen, slurry head, you have ruined our lives. The 12 maidens dancing turned up last night and beat the living daylights out of the eight maids of milkin because they found them carrying on with the 11 lords a leaping. Meanwhile, the swans got out of the living room where they'd been hiding since the big battle and savaged hell out of the lords and all the maids. There were eight ambulances here last night and the local civil defence as well. The mother is in a home for the bewildered and I'm sitting here up to me neck and birds droppings, empty whiskey and valium bottles, birds blood and feathers while the flame and cows eats the leaves off the pear tree. I'm a broken man. Come to show notice. There he is, the great Frank Kelly and Governor Joe Lunacy here on the Irish Show on WHKA and 1420 here every Sunday morning from 10 until noon. Stay tuned after our program at 12 o'clock to hear Tom Kelly going on until 2 o'clock today. I'm sure Tom will be discussing all the political shenanigans going on all over the world. And speaking of shenanigans, here he is, Mr. Shenanigan himself, Ed Fitzpatrick. Uh, we got a, a special going out now to... Happy Christmas to Fran Kelly. And this is the whole gang here at the station. Oh, yes, indeed. We played Have a song. great Christmas, Fran. He's not the same Fran, though, now as did uh, Christmas Count Tom. Yeah. Same name, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, this message from John O'Neill at O'Neill Healthcare. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. For generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been a part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation services, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled and assistant families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com. 
and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family owned and operated and helping Greater Cleveland families since 1933. There are three locations in the Cleveland area. You can call them at 216-251-6566. I want to go back to Aaron Laddy here for a minute. What's your website, Aaron, that for uh, anyone that wants to contact you? Thank you. It's www.rallywithlally.com. I like that. Yeah, Rallywithlally.com. So on the website, there's more information about me and about uh, opportunities to get involved in the campaign. If anybody wants to volunteer, it's going to be really fun. There's a Get Involved button. And I'm also on Facebook, Rally with Lally. So anybody who would like to check out my website or follow me on Facebook, please do. And I wanted to give a shout-out to Maeve and Quinn. I hope you girls are still listening, and I hope that maybe you'll even consider a public service career. So mm. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank now, you. these young ladies won't mind me playing this next song, The Fairy Tale of New York, that is hugely popular all over the world on Christmas Day. I think it's almost played as much as White Christmas. <laughs> Bit of a c contradiction there, but <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Huh? I think you could be right. You like it, though. <laughs> I sure oh, do. I do. I like it. It's now, great. Now, who is that again uh, that uh, singing the song? That's Shane McGowan. No, I know the, the original. Christy but McCall. Uh, no, Kern's... Uh, Best uh, oh, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is recording it. Can you oh, believe he, that? He recorded it. That song belongs to the Pogues. I can't imagine how. Well, well I've heard a fellow named George Murphy. In fact, I heard, listened to it last night. Uh, George Murphy and uh, Kate Tobiah. They did it. They did it. Uh, but again, like you said, JC, it belongs to the Pogues. Yeah, it really yeah, it does. Sure does. Yeah, it's very hard. To it's like remaking Gone with the Wind. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, here they are. Here are the Pogues, and it's called Fairy Tale of New York. Listen. There was Christmas Eve in the drunk tank. An old man said to me. Won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in late into one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You're handsome 
You were pretty queen of New York City When, when the band finished playing They held up for more Sinatra was swinging All the junk they were singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the Christmas day. You're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut and junk line, they're almost dead on a trip in that bed. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy, they have happy Christmas, you're a bum, The famous Shane McGowan and Christy McCall here on the Irish Show, and it's called Fairy Tale of New York. I got a very yeah. happy Christmas going out to Hibernian brother Owen and Martin Kilbane, and this is from your good buddy uh, and Hibernian brother Brian. Okay. Now, this is a very special dedication also to a lady named Charlie, and she wanted to hear Christmas in Killarney. Charlie, Christmas in Killarney for you. Here are the Irish Rovers. The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen. It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. Yes, I should know to kiss your bow while cuddling under the mistletoe. And Santa Claus, you know, the first is one of the boys from home. The door is always open, the neighbors pay your call. And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all. Our hearts are light, our spirits bright. We'll celebrate our joy tonight. This Christmas in Killarney with all the folks at home. The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen. This Christmas in 
Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. There they are, the great Irish Rovers here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Michael Allen, I want to have a quick chat with you. So so nice of you to come in today and to reintroduce me to my dear friend Deirdre Riley. Uh, we got to get Deirdre back in town somehow. We will, Jerry. As somehow. soon as COVID is over with, yeah. we will do our best. I, I forgot to ask her if she's doing a lot of solo acts. She does, Jerry. In fact, she prefers now to just do everything acoustic so she has her guitar she comes she does a show and she's absolutely spontaneous mike i saw her do one a few years ago and i couldn't believe it it was just a wonderful show she's great with the people she is she interacts she has them sing along she's natural yes very much she's, she's wonderful so we'll have to get her back in again Sometimes. Absolutely, with the help of God. So that's your assignment now. That is my new assignment. Even I will accept it because Deirdre has said you will accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, do you ever hear from my dear friend, Carmel Quinn? I do. I talk to Carmel every single day, Jerry. Carmel is 95 years of age. She is doing fantastically well for her age. She lives alone. Her children take her all over. Of course, she no longer drives. She has retired from actually singing and performing as of 2015. She's always open for guest spots I, and everything. But she, I she, saw her performer. No, I didn't see her, but somebody told me they saw her when she was 90. Yes. And they couldn't believe yes. the great show this woman did. I was there when she did her concert at 90, yes. And she, uh, she such wonderful interaction. With yes, the crowd. she does. And she still has that same rapport. So if you ever get a chance to see her, Jerry, do so. Oh, yeah, she's a wonderful lady. So, Mike, let's uh, let's keep it going. Here's uh, James Kilbane. I, cr- I cannot do a Christmas program without playing this from James. It's a lovely song called uh, 
one holy night, not oh holy night, well, not oh holy night. This is one holy night, and James, the only one that I know, does this. Here he is. One angel said to Mary, you will be the chosen one. And although she felt frightened, she said, let God's will be done. Bethlehem was the journey for Joseph and his young wife. A stable, a manger, a bright star in the sky. What would be one holy night? One holy night forever. When Mary gave birth to God's Son, one holy night to remember Jesus our Savior has come The angels spoke to the shepherds Wise kings followed the star like nothing that they had ever seen before they gathered at the stable they knelt down around God's child to rejoice and pray for the king as he lay on what would be one holy night, one holy night forever. When Mary gave birth to God's Son, one holy night to remember Jesus our Savior has come. One holy That is uh, the great man himself from Ackle Island, County Mayo. That's James Kilbane. He, um, he's a 
a huge presence on Facebook. His Christmas CD is on there. You can see here lots of music from James. Just type his name in, and it'll come right up. And you can see the even you can hear the whole Christmas album right on your computer. It's 11:40 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 14:20. This lady and her husband, uh, well, she's probably one of the best violinists or fiddle players in the world. She was guest fiddle player or violinist with the Cleveland Orchestra one time. They brought her right in to play at Severance Hall. Uh, her name is Natalie McMaster. She is just fantastic. But the funny thing about it, they have six kids. She and her husband, Donald. His name is Leahy, Donald Leahy. And every one of them are like musical prodigies. And they're, uh, th and this Christmas album I have, they perform on it. And it's called uh, Celtic Family Christmas. Natalie McMaster and Donald Leahy. Here they are. This is called Angels We Have Heard on High. Maybe this is a different version than you never heard of. So listen.
they are. That is uh, Donald Leahy and his wife, uh, what is an incredible fiddle player named Natalie McMaster. Here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420, here's Andy Cooney. It's called The Old Christmas Waltz. to see you it's been quite a while a whole year is gone and i miss your smile outside it's so cold and there's snow on the ground we're all here together so let's gather round and come sit by the fire here's a help to us all there are songs to be sung and tales to be told out comes the melodian that foot taps the floor and together we'll dance to the old Christmas walls. The kids are upstairs in their beds tucked away dreaming of Santa and the toys in his sleigh the fire is so warm and the company tea tonight we'll for these times they are few And we'll sit by the fire Here's a help to us all There are songs to be sung And tales to be told Out comes some beloved And dance foot taps the floor And together we'll dance To the old Christmas walls Yes, indeed. It's a dedication going out to Tom Scanlon. I understand he's home safe and sound uh, from hospital, probably listening. And he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, great. I usually listen to the program. I yeah. might hear from him. Tom, if you're listening, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime, let's go to uh, this one. It's at 11.48, so we're getting down close to the wire. This is something one I've never played before. It's by a group called the Gleason's. Here on the Irish Shore, listen to this. Raise your glass, sing a song, kiss a lass that is smiling, and be glad that you're here. 
It's like an Irish holiday.
They are the Gleasons here on the Irish Show on WHK. This next piece was written by somebody else, but I recorded it many years ago, about 30 years ago. And uh, it fits in really with the Christmas spirit, especially Christmas in Ireland. Here it is. Christmas has different meanings, I suppose, to different people. But somehow long ago, when we had less of everything, we seemed to enjoy this holy season more. Whether life was better or not is not for me to say, but it sure was simpler and friendlier. We did all our shopping at Doherty's grocery shop in my little town, and he sold everything from oranges to kerosene, and he always gave us a big Christmas box, which usually contained a fruitcake, big red candle, and a lovely calendar with his own name on it. We came back to the village late on Christmas Eve for confession. The little chapel was dim and very quiet, in spite of the rather big crowd there, traffic in and out of the two confession boxes was hushed, almost noiseless. There was no indication at all of the nervousness and troubled thoughts, and then the holy joy that filled the minds of the quiet penitents. I knew them all, the regulars and the once a years. They had come from the back of the hills to give Christmas its true meaning. The rich and the poor were there, bent down in humility. We were back in the village again for midnight mass. All the shops were closed now, the shopping over, and the work done. Candles flickered in the windows of the houses. People dressed in their best were plodding to the chapel. Christmas, the real Christmas, was about to begin. The chapel was different now. The altar was ablaze with candles and heavy with holly and ivy and flowers. All the lamps were lit and the place buzzed with glory. And when the organist struck up the organ, it was just pure magic. Then the priest came out behind a line of altar boys and the choir burst into song. See, that was always a great moment. The parish was at its best. After mass, we all went to say a prayer at the crib. It was small and simple, but to us, it was the greatest show on earth. See, Christmas is different now. Modern technology has seen to that. What it will be like 50 or 100 years from now, I don't know. The only thing I do know is they will still be kneeling before the crib. You see, that first Christmas wasn't just a point in time. It was a point in eternity. As long as there is a spark of hope left in the heart of man, he'll still glory in the night that God joined the human race. telling us that it's time to make way for Tom Kelly and company. He's going to be here until 2 o'clock today, so you make sure you stay with Tom. If you want to be an informed citizen of this country, you must listen to Tom Kelly, so make sure you do. Our program is brought to you by Terry Coyne of Newmark Knight Frank, Chambers Funeral Home, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant in Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, P.J. McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barbershop on East 185th Street, and Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420. Back at the again next Sunday for our New Year's Eve program, getting ready to end up, well, it won't be quite New Year's Eve, 
but it'll be the end of the year for us. I'll leave you with the immortal words of John Locke when he wrote, Oh, Ireland isn't a grandeur look like a bride in a rich adorning. With all the pent-up love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike Lannan, Aaron Sullivan. Thanks for coming in. Great to have you with us. And dear Riley also. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Ugh, brothers. Growing up, the only thing worse than brothers was older brothers. From putting my dolls in the microwave to making me stand in my bare feet in the snow, they were the worst. But amazingly, they grew up. And now you work in a plumbing shop? Is that like a total boys club? It's why it works. They all grew up to be perfect gentlemen. Wait, hold on. Does Does that that mean mean we we have have to be perfect perfect ladies? Well, I'm biased. They are my boys. But yes, I raised them right. They're good men and great plumbers, just like their dad. I'm not family. I do the books. So I can say objectively that, yeah, all our guys are great. If I could find an auto mechanic half as honest and sweet as these guys, I'd be set. I work dispatch, and I talk to the guys all day. But just about business, lady. 